You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Matty Rose is off today. We got the franchise in studio. Eric Francis. Um, at the bottom of the hour, we're giving away KISS tickets. Eric Francis hates trade rumors. Um, I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. 960-960, name and location. Kind of in the vein that you hate something that everyone else loves. We got ketchup earlier on the text line. Don't know if that's going to make it, um, but it might. Uh, Texty McTexerson, our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot, is going to join us at 830. Apparently, we we tried to take phone calls yesterday. You can't call in right now. Yeah, the station. no, still can't call in. Why would you be able to? Well, you're AM, right? Up in FM. Everything uh, works the fine. Stations, they... No, even Jack couldn't uh, Jack's down. They couldn't do contests yesterday either. Wow. So it's like all stream or whatever that's having the and issues. And Tim Hortons ran out of donuts this morning. I mean, like, what is... What is going on with this world? Reminds me of that that Friday last year, like the summer when the internet went out. Yeah, yeah, that That's, sucked. Well, I don't, I'm not familiar with that day. <sighs> um, is that so, a tough day around here? Yeah, it was a tough day back home. You were back east. Yeah, we was, were here. It was a tough day. Um, I actually had a show that day that got canceled because oh, we we, we, didn't cancel we could not get on the air because uh, the internet was not working. Problem, yeah. Yeah, we were doing it remotely and uh, we couldn't even contact the op because his phone and the phone at the station, yep. nothing was working. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember that. Everybody's got a, st- a horror story from that day. Yeah, remember? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, tough day. Yeah. We move uh, on. Tough day for uh, Rogers that day, but that's fine. We persevere, and it's Canada's most reliable network. And I'll put that on my gravestone, Francis. Um, we're waiting for um, Derek Wells. Apparently, he's not answering for some reason. He knows he's supposed to come on. I don't know what's going on with Derek Wells. I hope his personal safety is fine. But the Flames and Ducks play tonight down at the Dome. Um, Jacob Marks from here. There's how many games remaining here in the season for the Calgary 17. How many games is Jacob Marstrom starting in the next 17? 17. Okay. Okay. Unless they're mathematically eliminated. Yeah. Then you may put in Ladar for some mop-up work. I haven't looked. Uh, I don't think we have a lot of back-to-backs left in the season. I think just one. Is it just one? Yeah, it's uh, LA Anaheim. Yeah. I'm there next Monday, Tuesday. Okay. And, and, but I still think you're probably going to see Markstrom both those, if he's still playing well. Right. And you know, it, Hey, he was asked about it yesterday in a roundabout way, but it, you know, everybody wants to correlate the day he had his child, his first child to the day he turned his season's fortunes around. And Hey, that's natural for people to peg those two things together. Yeah. Of course he, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like if if you had your child, then you don't sleep anymore. Then you should be playing worse, but he's playing better. Or maybe it was a very stressful pregnancy. I don't know. Right. Anybody, we just don't know. And again, that, but but like but to that point, like we're all guilty of treating these guy treating these guys like commodities and non human oh, beings people. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's stuff that affects them off the rink that you know, even Ovechkin, how we slowed it down, we know how we slowed down goal scoring. His dad was really sick and he know it, he was near end of life. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that affected Ovechkin on the ice. Yeah. And again, we just forget that these are human beings and they deal with real life issues like everyone else does off the ice. And sometimes it affects their performance on the ice. But tonight, man, it's you're right. If if you're talking about must win, it's tonight. Like if you lost in overtime to the Red Hot Senators on Sunday and it's a good game, you're like, okay, yeah, Senators have been playing great. Yeah. There's no excuse for tonight. Tonight is the night where you have to get two points. 
Tonight's the night I used to refer to as the free spot on the bingo card. Yeah. But, you know, that that's with the parody in today's NHL, it's never that simple anymore, but it should be. If you're a team this desperate, if you're a team that this, that's this close and has been given a sliver of life yeah. because of the way the Jets have been playing of late, like to me, last night was the first night or two nights ago when the Jets lost. That was the first time when I kind of went, huh, huh, I think yeah. there's a, it's a, almost a coin flip chance that the Calgary Flames can still make the playoffs. Whereas before that, when they were six out, it was bleak. And I think seven out at one point. Yeah. Uh, and everybody around them was winning except for the Jets. Mm-hmm. We didn't kind of notice the Jets as they kept plummeting to earth. Everybody else, Minnesota, I thought they were the team that Calgary was going to be chasing. I thought Seattle would be the one that would Seattle, come back to the pack. Seattle, we've all been waiting all year long right. for them to fall from grace. Uh, nobody's waiting for Colorado. You know, I had somebody ask me last night, hey, what, what happened in the Colorado game? Who cares? You're not catching Colorado. If your hopes are pinned on the defending champions – and I would dare say still one of the top three, five teams in the National Hockey League, to plummet to earth for you to have a chance to make the playoffs, yeah. you, then you're living a pipe dream. But the Winnipeg Jets, I think we could all look at that team and go, huh, yeah, I could see them yeah. faltering tremendously. And, and even Connor Hellebuck's play has been not the best lately. He was so Maybe good Maybe a little early. fatigue yeah. uh, because he's played so much. Maybe and, he had a child. Did he have a child? We I don't know. Uh, we up. should look. Yeah. No, uh, but no bi- kid. Uh, no kid. Uh, big save Dave, too. Uh, not really filling... Uh, no the needs of the Winnipeg Jets when it comes to a backup goaltender. And that's a team that struggles to score goals here, too. We know we talk about the Flames and their lack of quote-unquote run support, but that's happening in Winnipeg right now as yeah. well. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, you know, so much pressure on Shifley and Connor. These guys are just studs. I mean, these are 40-goal guys in their sleep and uh, so much pressure on them to come through, and they haven't been lately, which is quite surprising. But, you know, they're... Who knows why they're faltering over there? Maybe they switch from the Sim Two driver. Yeah, and and they can't quite. Uh, it get was the right Stealth ki- Two to the, the Sim One. The kick point on my new yes Stealth. <laughs> Good God! Yeah, hilarious. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's okay. It's very interesting and fascinating. No, it's uh, not to me. Um, Flames. Um, what have you made of? Uh, and to me, it's, it's an experience watching Nick Ritchie play because I've seen a lot of Nick Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Like his propensity to take boneheaded penalties oh. already shining through. And I get it. You want to make a, an impression with your new team, but some of those penalties is already taken. It's like you can't take those with a team that's trying to get into the playoffs. I think every coach in the league, especially Sutter, can live with a over-aggressive penalty. You put a guy through the boards and maybe yeah. the, the ref thought it was a little high or whatever the case may be or a little late. But you know, one of the penalties that he had the other night was he cross-checked a guy. like The the play's all the way up the ice. He's in the offensive zone, yeah. and he's cross-checking a guy while he's already down on the like, that's That'll get you out of the lineup really quickly. I'm not sure you're going to see Nick Ritchie in the lineup with all that much regularity, and I don't think the general manager acquired him thinking he would be a regular in the lineup. He would hope he would be. Mm-hmm. But you keep taking penalties like that. And yeah, he made a great first impression, that goal, driving the net. He has added some physicality, which his coach craves. He thinks it gives more room to those other two stars on that line. But at the end of the day, if you're going to go and act a fool like that, you're not going to last very long. How much pressure is on Jacob Pelche right now to produce again? Yeah, it's there again. It is there again. He's Everybody loves him. Everybody's cheering for him. Every time he gets anywhere near the net or has a shot on goal, or even if he misses the net, everyone's like, man, that guy's buzzing around. Like Everyone's looking at him with the glass half full. And I'm not saying they shouldn't, but but I think Sutter's right. In this case, where he says, kids got to keep producing. You know, he had the two games in a row where he got two points when we were on our last road trip there. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back 
and I don't think he's had anything since. But he is generating. He is around yeah. it. Um, he fits in. Like, he's an NHLer. There's no need to think that he's ever going to go back down again. And and it's a great story. I, I dare say, and I'll throw it at you, like, I was talking to the general manager the other day, and I said, you know, what are the what are the bright spots this year? You know, we all talk about the Jacob Markstroms and the Huberdos and these guys who are struggling. But what about the bright spots? Because to me, the list is ha- highlighted. You know, Pelche is probably the, the best story of the year for the Flames, the fact that they know moving forward they've yeah. got this guy. I think Dylan Dubé is a, is a, has been, had a great year, and uh, I, I don't agree with him being bumped down to the fourth line, but it shows you his versatility. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know who else you would include on that list. To me, the list is only four or five go- guys long, but Dubé and Pelche lead that list. Uh, to me, watching, uh, obviously I've never watched the Calgary Flames as closely as I've had this season. Mm-hmm. Like, just to watch Michael Backlund and how he ages like a fine wine. Agreed. And how versatile yes. that guy is and how he's like the fixer. He's like the guy in the mob who's the fixer. Yeah. And if you got a problem with somebody, you call Michael Backlund and he fixes things. The wolf. That's what he does. Yeah. And that line has been far and away the most consistent line of this team for months now. And he's the guy that you know in every big situation, Michael Backlund. Who's the first guy he puts on in overtime? Michael Backlund. Mm-hmm. Like he is just such a phenomenal player. And I know there was, we, we talked about it, the interest around the NHL too. Michael Backlund, a guy one year left on his deal, Eric. Does he feel like he's going to be a flame for life to you? No, I don't think so. I, I I think that I think people thought that for a long time, and I think that it's a romantic notion. But sure. I think that hey, so much depends on <laughs> do they make the playoffs this year? Is this general manager still in place next year? Does the if there is a new general manager in place next year, is he is he being given marching orders to continue to try and get this team into into a playoff contention, or is it time to finally? blow this thing up. But but hasn't that decision already been made with the contracts handed out to Codra and Huberto? Nah, to a degree. To a degree. I still yeah. And and what's yes. the, but but what's the number but one plans change in hockey. No, they absolutely Ask Chuck do. Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. But to me the the number one piece of business this offseason is extending Elias Lindholm, right? Well he's I, got one year left on his deal. You can talk to him July one. Yeah. Like you you gonna let that guy walk? Or are you gonna trade that guy? Like those guys are very hard to find in the NHL. But here's the problem of the six the six guys who are whose contracts expire after next year. Yeah, and 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 they're like core pieces. Noah Hannafin, yeah, Tyler Toffoli, who's he's another bright spot this year. You're talking yeah. about a guy. He, to me, he's been the most consistent winger all season. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's particularly close. No, I agree with you. And and you know Zadorov's on that list. I'm not sure he's as important as the other guys, but you know Lindholm, Backlund. Yep. You know, I think you're going to have a hard time keeping more than, say, two of them. Mm-hmm. And again, there, there are so many reasons to not sign here. And I love this city, and I say this all the time. I qualify it by saying that. But you got no building. You, you got no building coming anytime soon. Not in their lifetime. Not in those guys, their contract lives. And, you, you know, you got a coach that's notoriously tough to play for. Guys are not having fun in that room. Mm-hmm. You, you've got you, you, what's the direction of the franchise? You want to sign here, and you don't know if they may be rebuilding next year or the year after. Like the, I, I, I can't see any of those guys signing an extension this summer. Even you could put as much as you want. The only reason any of them would sign here is if you overpay them, which is exactly why Huberto and Weger signed here. You overpaid both of them. You knew you were, but you had to do it to salvage that trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just think that it's going to be tough to sign. Wow, you think you guys. think Lindholm is not going to extend? No. Hey, 
But then they got to trade Eric. Think, they got to trade him then this summer if he's not going to uh, extend. Or, or or once the season starts. I, hey, listen, I'm not. I don't like want to. I don't want to go on record. Like I went on record. You don't want to get six, radioed. No, no, no. no I no, get it. I, I I I went on record for many years saying that Johnny Gaudreau is not going to resign here. I took a ton of heat for it for like four years. Right. And he didn't resign. And here. you were ultimately right. Well, yes. whatever. But. And then I said the same about Kachuk. This guy's never going to sign here. And I knew it was because he just want he's an American. He wanted to go back to the States a lot like Johnny Gaudreau. Yep. Those two were obvious to me. These other guys, I think it's more predicated on the fact that I don't think the future of this franchise is all that appealing right now to these guys. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I, I don't think anybody needs a crystal ball to see that, you know, at some point soon, the window is closing if it's not already closed. Remember that window we talked about? Yes. Right when you got here in Calgary, it's like, oh, there's a window. It's open right now. Yeah. And maybe coming from the east, you're like, I don't see the window. But uh, anyway, there's the window, I guess. Mm-hmm. And But but just the way the ebbs and flows of the contracts go, I think it's going to be real, a real tough sell to get guys to stay here. Like to say to guys after this season, especially if they don't make the playoffs, hey, guys, it's time to renegotiate. You want to stay here for another four years? Like after the season they just had, not a good time to go to a guy with hat in hand. Um, I don't think I've ever asked you this question and I want to get your opinion on it. And we've talked about it on the show. Maddie and I have, how much did emotion play them play a big part of what went down this summer after the way Goudreau left and then Kachuk and, and credit to him for giving the organization a chance. I'm not going to sign here. Here's what I want and, and good on him for being honest and, and forthright with the organization. But how much did emotion play into the Huberto deal and then the subsequent extension and the cadre signing to salvage, like, hey, no, 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 Calgary's a place where people want to come. I think, I think some of that played into that, did it not? Uh, I think you know, you and you can't do that in, in hockey though. It has to be a business because this summer was the prime opportunity for this for this team to start kind of tearing things down a little no. bit and using younger players. But you're fresh off winning a division, thinking you're still yeah. a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. But when your two best players, and as you mentioned, the best line in hockey, they go. On paper, it looked like it was a good move. Listen, I think that they were 24 hours away from having to start the rebuild. But you're right. After winning a division, how can you how can you fathom doing that? I think it's hindsight's 2020, and you can say, of oh, course maybe, it is. Maybe they should have re- rebuilt or retooled. I don't agree with that at all. I think, you know, I, I cite this story a lot. Talking to Brad Treliving the night before he made the Huberto deal and the Uyghur deal, um, he said that teams were just. He told me just in a casual conversation that teams were just throwing them nothing but prospects and draft picks. Mm-hmm. And it looked like, you know, at that point he was like, we might have to make a decision. Are we going to flip those prospects and draft picks for veterans right now to, to maintain this momentum that the franchise seems to have? Or do we have to do something else? Yeah. Anyway, the next day he pulls a rabbit out of his hat and gets Huberto and Uyghur. And everybody thought, okay, like there, there couldn't have been a person in Calgary who thought at that point, Oh my God! We've got to start retooling, rebuilding. Once you land those two big fish, mm-hmm. then it's it's game on once again. And it had to be. There's no other question about it. And I still don't think it's time to tear this thing down at all right now. Even if you miss the playoffs right now, but having conversations with these guys this summer in t- terms of gauging their appetite for staying will dictate a lot about how you go about your business. Yeah, and, and again, the, the, there's the pressure of getting into the playoffs and potentially having a run because outside of the Avalanche, and I couldn't agree with you more about the Avalanche, it's pretty damn wide open in the Western Conference. I know you say they can't win in Las Vegas, but the playoffs, of course, is a different animal. Sure. And who knows yeah. what, what a series with the Golden Knights would look like. 
But if I'm a Calgary Flames fan and where they are right now, sign me up immediately for a for a series with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I'll, I'll take that right now if I'm a Calgary Flames fan. I'll take a series with the Stars. I'll take the LA Kings. Bring on the Battle of Alberta. Whatever it is, as long as you can avoid the Colorado Avalanche, the Flames could potentially win a series, maybe even two. Yeah, and and it looks like at this point, if the Flames were to make the playoffs, then obviously they, they're not going to play Colorado. I mean, then Colorado can't surge that far up the standings to have to play the Flames. So, yes, even if the Calgary Flames did get in, squeak in, and were to face the Colorado Avalanche, nobody in this city would be complaining because right. there's playoff hockey. Exactly. But and, at, and at the same time, if the Flames do get into the playoffs, it means they've gotten on a big heater here and they're one of the hottest teams entering into the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that's also dangerous for teams to that's play right. in the first round. Which is almost always why a number eight seed can be as dangerous as any. Yeah. And look in the East. That is the most incredible battle right now for the final two spots in the East. Uh, there, there are five or six teams that are outside right now that still have a chance, mm-hmm. like Ottawa. Even Detroit has a bit of a faint hope there. Whoever gets in there is going to be going in red hot Yep. and is going to give somebody a handful at the top, Boston. potentially. Yeah. I don't know if anyone can give Boston a handful, although the Oilers did a good job last night. That Not only did the Oilers beat the Bruins last night, they came back yeah. to beat them. That's and, impressive. And McDavid didn't get a point. They don't is, need McDavid. No, they? he's no, fine. They got depth. Uh, he's fine. Yeah. Um, you're right. Um, <laughs> we, we Patrick and I talked about it before he jumped in here at 7 o'clock. Um, how concerned should Tampa, the Tampa Bay Lightning be? They I know it's regular season, and there must they must be so bored with the regular season. Let's get to the playoffs here, and it's so funny to say because that team has been so good for so many years, but they they haven't looked good lately here. No, Eric, and it's kind of hard to just flip a switch come the playoffs. You have to be at least playing some decent hockey, and they're not playing decent hockey at all lately. Well, they know who they're going to play in the first round. Yep, and uh, you know that's going to be and a they great probably series. like that matchup. I think anybody would like that matchup given the history of that poor franchise. Did I say poor? Yeah. Well, at some point the world's got to feel no, no, maybe not. Uh, I I think that I'm not worried about Tampa. I think you know they could go in losing eight in a row, and I still think that that's going to be a six or seven game battle against the Leafs in the first round, and I can't wait to see it. You know, the only other series that's going to be, I mean, let's see how it all shakes down. That series sometimes come out of nowhere, and you're like, wow. You can't believe that Carolina Tampa series is so good that nobody yeah. would have expected. But you know, I'm I'm so excited about Avar. If the Flames don't make the playoffs, I've already put in a request to go cover the New York series, the Rangers versus the Devils. Yeah, both built up arms races, and you know, just before the trade deadline, both are great teams. Stay in Manhattan for two weeks. That's a series I can't wait to watch. Um, but anyway, I'm not. I'm certainly not giving up on the Flames. You know, again. The fact that they're even with the Jets right now, same amount of games played, only four back, that doesn't seem like as big a hill no. to climb as it would have three days ago even. Yep. Uh, so, And they play the Jets twice, I believe. Just once. Just once. Is it just once? April 5th I know in Winnipeg. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. going to be an enormous game, yeah. seemingly, it feels like. Yeah. A lot could change between now and then, though, yep. still, right? I mean, it could be. And even the Predators are here in, in within touching distance, of course, of the Calgary Flames. Nashville um, just two points back of the Flames with three games in hand. Mm-hmm. And they literally were like, nope, we're not a contender. <laughs> we're going to sell, sell, sell. And yet, yeah, they had that 4-1 loss last night in Arizona mm-hmm. at Mullet Arena, one of your favorite places in the world, Love on the it. campus of ASU, where the mascots a broken condom. Flames' second last only, game of the year is against Nashville. They're only two points back of a playoff spot uh, with three games in hand, the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. Like, I... 
Like I think a lot of us are like, yeah, like let's ignore the Nashville Predators. No. It's not a thing. Exactly. But they're only two points back with three games in hand. Yeah. And we all have our focus on the Winnipeg Jets. And the Flames head to head with Nashville one more time, second last game of the year here. Yeah. Get that your could be tickets. a big one too. Mm-hmm. That could be a big one too. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, straight ahead. I don't know what happened to Derek Wills. I hope he's okay. Usually he's money in the bank. Yeah. Comes on, does the opal hit, crystal clear, gives us a positive spin in the Calgary Flames. I don't know what happened to Derek Wills this morning. Usually he's he's money in the bank. Uh, we wish him the best. Um, but straight ahead, we're gonna we're gonna give us some kiss tickets. And I'm gonna tell you also why don't make plans for Valentine's Day 2046. Yeah, <laughs> the twenty forty six. That's not a problem. My wife will tell you that yeah. I don't make plans for Valentine's. Don't Day, make ever. plans for Valentine's Day twenty forty six and kiss tickets. Wow. I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. No Rose. Francis sports at nine sixty. The fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sports at 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Um, No Matt Rose today. He's back Monday. The franchise in studio, Eric Francis. Um, We're giving away two tickets to KISS. Do you, do you want to hear your your read again? I I really. Oh no, no my, my read's no good. No, it's good. No, no. Do you have it, Alex? Can we hit it? Live Nation presents Kiss <laughs> End of the Road Tour tickets, November twelfth, twenty twenty three, at Scotiabank Saddle Dome. We'll sell you the seat, but you're only going to need the edge of it. Tickets on sale today at ten a.m. Yes. I like how you ad libbed. You see, I ad libbed that. I part, love that. But I screwed it up. We'll sell you the whole seat. Right. But you're only going to need the edge of it. You're right. Um, tickets to KISS, uh, November 12, 2023, at Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Uh, we played the clip earlier. You were on our show a couple weeks ago, and you said how you hate NHL trade rumors. You just yeah. hate them yeah. because a lot of them aren't even true. And you brought up a good point. When insiders talk about them, and but how many actually come to fruition and are true? When you see all the, the articles after the winners and losers and all this other stuff, the trades that should happen, the top five guys who didn't get traded, all the all the cliche lists, I want to see one one year that says, here are all the rumors that we got wrong. Yeah. Yes. The insiders are the losers. Yeah, be the be transparent. <laughs> That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand it. I just it's um, never been something. I, I saw I saw something that Arian Foster said yesterday and take everything Arian Foster says with a grain of salt because he's the one that said the NFL is scripted. But uh he says <laughs> uh that uh Adam Schefter pays for some of his scoops. Which might be true. Adam Schefter is a big time insider, probably the number one him and Woj on ESPN, number one insiders. You think that's possible that he would pay for some information? There are that's another great article that someone should write about how the insiders come to be insiders. Yeah. When I was on uh, Hockey Night in Canada for a couple of years, they're doing the hot stove. My role was to kind of try to become more of an insider. I don't pretend to be an insider now. I don't like the term. I don't mm-hmm. like the role. God, Elliot and those guys who do that, like, do they ever sleep? Do they yeah. ever have a nice meal with their families? Like, that their phones just go all the time. These guys work harder than anybody. I don't want that gig. No. Mm-hmm. But I had to try and pretend to be that guy for two years on Hockey Day in Canada. And uh, I learned a lot of fascinating things about what it takes to be an insider. You uh, 
he would agree, you got to sell a little bit of your soul. And I'm not saying this negatively about Elliot or any of these guys, right? but there's a game that's played. Yeah. And it was explained to me by a very high up guy at the NHL. Oh, you got to do this or else you don't get that. There's a, there's a trade-off going. It's, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Someone, an insider needs to write that piece, but you'd have to take it with a grain of salt because the insider wouldn't be giving you all the inside information mm-hmm. about the, uh, the swapping that goes on. Um, I've, I know I've interviewed uh, Adrian uh, Wojnarowski, uh, the, the famed basketball insider for ESPN, mm-hmm. and I asked him how many phones he had. That was my first question because huh. that, that was the most interesting thing to me. Like how many? He goes, he has two, and generally, uh, the majority of them come through his personal phone, even the insider stuff from the NBA. He thinks it's just easier to manage one phone, but he has two phones. And this is another thing you'll like this um, because he's such an insider and he's so important. He has two phones from different cell phone providers in yeah. case one goes down. Oh, Ooh. that's slick. Smart. That, yeah. That's presidential kind of that stuff. That is. That is presidential yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm like, stuff like that, it's like, I don't even care what he had to talk about Pascal Siakam rumors when we had him on. That was the number one thing that stuck in my head. He has yeah. two different phones from two different carriers just in case something happens and he needs to get the information so out. Weird. That cell phone is working if Never the other one that. isn't. Oh, that's good. Like we talked about the outage earlier. Yeah. That would not happen to Adrian Orjanowski. He has another one fired up just in case. Yeah. And the, now tell me about, he says most of the good stuff comes in through his personal phone. Why? Like he uses, yeah, he uses, like he gives out that number from his personal phone too. He okay. goes, he has two phones, but he generally uses the one a lot more than the other. And it's also his personal phone. So he can get his like, hey, honey, go pick up uh, some gro- like bread before you come yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it's like, hey, Kevin Durant's getting traded to the sun. <laughs> it's on the same phone, like which is crazy. <laughs> hey, dad, can you pick me up from That's school? Funny. Sure. Uh, Kyrie Irving just got dealt to Dallas. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me tweet that out. It's on the same phone, which is mind-blowing when you think about mm-hmm. it. And some of that information he gets that I'm sure he doesn't share. Yeah. But again, I don't know. Does he pay for some of it? He might. I don't know how that works. I wouldn't discount that possibility. And and pay for it. I, I think you pay for everything in some way or another. I'm not talking about cash. Sure. You you have to almost make, it's like a swap shop. It's a, a trade-off. Hey, I'll let you break this story, but you got to make sure you protect my boy, boy over here because yeah. uh, he's in some trouble legally, and I need you to kind of gloss over that or do that. There, there's. It's not just straight up, hey, I'm going to dig out all the information. It's there's give and take for yep. sure. There's a game that's being played. And literally that's how it was explained to me by one guy, uh, you know, years and years ago, I was like, Whoa, that is eye opening. Um, I know that, uh, my man, Todd Furman, who I have mm-hmm. on inside the lines every Sunday morning, he's mm-hmm. fantastic. He's the one last year, Francis, he was on the show. And by the way, we're doing an Oscar show this year. Mm-hmm. Last year during our Oscar show, um, to- uh, Todd Furman came on and said, uh, I know that there is a Oscar winner tonight that's going to be announced, but I can't tell you on the radio just in case of that specific people are listening. I'm like, okay. So he texts us as a group and he goes, Jessica Chastain at minus 120 is a lock to win best actress at the Oscar tonight. And 120 is a favorite, but not an overwhelming favorite. Mm-hmm. This isn't like, you know. Meryl uh, Streep against this isn't, anybody else. Yeah, this isn't the Bruins playing the Blue Jackets in a seven-round series right now favorite. Yeah. No, it's not yeah. like that. Sure enough, Jessica Chastain was announced as Best Actress at the Oscars. You know, they have like that, oh, Bernstein and whatever, Ernst. Yeah, and yeah, with, yeah. yeah no, that's garbage. Him, yeah. He knew who won the Oscar for Best Actress already before the and Oscars. That's, but that's the only that lock That was last he gave year. You? That was the only one he gave me. 
but I went through 500 bucks down on it because he was because that's how much faith I have in Todd Furman. Todd's the guy last year during the national anthem prop that got taken off the books in North America because he found out the length of the national anthem. He's that dialed in and connected. Wow. And he does a show with pain, it's just pain insider that he's the guy who, once he finds out information, mm-hmm. will move lines in Las Vegas. <laughs> Like, and we have that, and we, we have that guy on our show every Sunday. It's the best. That's pretty cool. But he told us literally, Jessica Chastain is winning the Oscars. And that's best actress. And she won the Oscars. Has it given you anything for uh, this year's Oscars? Uh, we'll find out on Sunday. Okay. And he'll text me. He won't say it on the radio. No. And then you'll text, text me. And I'll text you. But text and go, me on my. Slam it. Personal text me phone. on my personal phone. Yeah, Don't personal. text me on the work phone. On your work yes. phone, which is oh, from a different provider, yeah. just in case your phone goes down. Because you got my Oscar that, picks not coming in. You got to get that hot flames info out all the mm-hmm. time, just in mm-hmm. case. Some hot trade rumors. <laughs> Some hot trade rumors. <laughs> I love that. Uh, speaking of which, um, we're going to wrap up the show with Don't Make Plans for Valentine's Day 2046, but we're giving away KISS tickets right now. The text line's actually heating up right now, too, because people want to go say, see KISS. <laughs> and tickets go on sale like in an hour and 20 minutes. So you can get your tickets Eat now box for free. Uh, we've been asking you, um, I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. Our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot, Texty McTexterson joins us. He's a big part of our show now. Instead mm-hmm. of us reading the text, yeah. we have a robot doing it He's for us. He's my favorite part of the show. Probably mine the, the, too. The, the best personality. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. He does. But he's also a fan of Morikawa hitting his Sim 1 because uh, he's a robot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, you, got, you got some text yeah, for us? Yeah, All right, let's fire it up. Curtis from Calgary. I hate Wednesdays after Taco Tuesday more than Eric Francis hates trade rumors. Okay. Hey. I know it's the alliteration, but how come there's never Taco Thursday? Somebody branch out. We need to talk. You can't be Thursday. giving away cheap tacos twice, twice a, a week. week. Yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> run out of business. That, that was LeBron's big thing on social media, too. He loved Taco Tuesday. Are you a Who taco doesn't? guy? Yeah. Hard shell or soft shell? I'm a, I'm big into the gordito, the gord, oh, like both. You. The you're soft, a, the hard shell in the soft. That's, is that the gordita? Yeah, yeah, you're such an international Cheesy man. Gordita crunch. Yeah, international food. What, is my so specialty. when you're going to California in a little bit, are you going to you know Taco Bell? Del Taco. Going, I'll do Del Taco. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Jack no, I in like the box. Now Del Taco's uh, big in Anaheim. I know that. No, <laughs> I don't go for the chains. You go for the little guys. Oh so, yeah, yeah, the local oh, spots, especially yeah, yeah. places. There's all over America. There's great. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get right into it. Dave from Calgary, I hate the Edmonton Oilers, like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. That's a recurring theme on this station. Oh, is that right? A yeah. disdain for the Edmonton so. Oilers and the city of Edmonton. I have yet to visit the city of Edmonton. You lucky son of a gun. I keep hearing, don't go to Edmonton. You like trailer parks? Uh, you like? Let me, more to the point, do you like industrial parks? Because that's a, the world's largest industrial park. A big old oh. tornado rolled through it a few years a back. A lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. But they got a nice barn. They do have a nice barn. <laughs> they do. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's shiny. Yeah. From the outside. Yep. Very shiny. I still don't think inside they did a great job with it. The seating is horrific. Like, like the, and the press. I play, hear the press, like the play-by-play guys do not like yeah, how. Yeah, and, and nobody cares about us, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But like the, if you could be, if you're lower bull, but like row 29, in most buildings, row 29 lower bulls is a damn good seat. Right? Yeah. Especially in like Detroit. Or Montreal, where yeah. they build the High. thing up. Yeah, yeah, they built it out. Mm. They had so much space there, 
And so they just built it out. And if you're row 29, you're like, get my binox. We're going to the game, honey. Yeah. It, they didn't, yeah. They didn't nail it. Listen, we, we know the amenities at the, at the Saddle Dome maybe aren't the best. But the actual sitting in your seat and watching the game, the sightlines are great. I agree. At the mm-hmm. Dome. I still think it's a great place to watch a game. Yes. The actual getting to your seat and having to leave your seat, not the best. <laughs> or getting in towards to, to the, the area. Yeah, getting <laughs> into the area, right. But the actual sitting down, watching yeah. the game in your seat, it's the best. The old odd in Buffalo used to be like that. It used to be so steep. I found out yesterday. When you watch Gardens games. was great, Oh, yeah, too. I steep found out too. yesterday during listening to the Merrick show that the ice was not a uh, standard ice size at the odd. No, it wasn't. It was a little shorter. Much like Boston Garden was. It yeah. was a smaller rink. Yeah. Some of the corners used to be different. Now every rink's the same. Exactly yeah. the same. The Cookie cutter. made them do that. Chicago was smaller yeah. too. Yeah, Chicago Stadium. You'd yeah. build a team around your rink. Yeah. Like you'd be like, okay, well, these are, you know, steeper yeah. corners. We need mm-hmm. tougher guys. Like, yeah, there was a whole thing to it. Yeah. They, maybe, you know, like baseball's got the different dimensions. It'd be kind of cool to see different rinks. I know it's, it's probably never going to happen now, but it's kind of no, cool yeah, to like, see the... The different, oh, this I is agree. a shorter wide. Oh, this is a little longer like it, here. Oh, you're going to play in an international rink. Uh-huh. That would be yeah, we've got cool an Olympic-sized ice here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I play uh, men's league, like the 7HL at 7 a.m. You guys call yeah. me off there. Yeah. And uh, the Wednesdays is international size ice mm. at Father David Bauer. Ooh. Fridays. No, it's international too. Never mind. <laughs> but, when I, but, but, but when I play uh, other hockey, yeah. I play in a normal size yeah. rink. Yeah. And it, it's like. Night and day. Mm, you got no yep. time. You know, your your heart's just, <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I'm, But even the international teams, like, they, they all learn to, like, they choke off the game more on a bigger ice surface yeah. because they just clog the middle. And mm-hmm. they just let everything to the outside yeah. and clog the middle. Mike Babcock was loving that in 2014. And we just strangled the game in Canada <laughs> 1. And they were just, the defense was just oh, impenetrable yeah. with Carey Price in that, too. Well, that's why when you see goalies in the KHL, when we used to look at that league and stuff, and yeah. you say, "Oh, this goalie had a nine forty nine save percentage," all their save percentages were pumped right up at the KHL because it was international size ice, and so many shots are coming from like a mile away. Mm. Yeah, and so their numbers were just bolstered as right. opposed to the NHL, where a lot more shots are dangerous because you're just closer to the net. Yeah, absolutely. Stefan from Calgary. I hate hanging out with my kids after a long day's work just like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. <laughs> wow. Okay, Stefan, I just, uh, all right, hates his kids. It's a tough one. But at least he's brutally oh, honest uh, this yeah. morning. Uh, he's brutally honest. Chris in Calgary, I hate mayo and ranch dressing like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. He's a Pat Steinberg. He hates uh, the white dressings. Um, where are you on mayo, Eric Francis? I don't know. It's kind of beige. Like I, I give me a Chipotle or a, like okay. a Chipotle. Yeah, the Chipotle, you know, Chipotle Southwest at Subway over okay. the mayo. What about what yeah. about a spicy yeah. mayo? Yeah, like just anything. But like mayo is just beige. I mean, it, the yeah. color of mayo says it all. It's just beige. It's yeah. it, bland. Mm. I, and I'm not saying that a nice sandwich. You can't make a sandwich nice with. You know, mayo can really add, mm-hmm. especially if it's a dry sandwich, a turkey sandwich. Got to have some mayo in yeah. there. Oh, yeah. To me, but why not take it to another level? Like I everything like in life, just take it to another level. Where are you on America's dressing ranch? <laughs> Delicious. I'd, I'd I'd put it top three uh, dressings. Really? Top three salad dressings. Really? Where's Thousand Island ranking that? Uh, number four. Okay. Yeah, I'll give I you feel my like comprehensive b- list if you want. I, Balsamic I vinaigrette's number one. Okay. What's you number know, two? I like a French. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. French. No, well, international. Were, I thought you'd be going Italian on number two. No, Italian's eight or nine. <laughs> I think it's eight. I think I put it eight at the last ranking. Is Thousand Island dressing on the Big Mac? I think so. Okay. 
That's what they think Mac sauce is, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's so. Very similar. What about this chicken burger on yeah, a Big Mac? Yeah, I have not had it chicken yet. Big Mac. Chicken Big Mac. I'm not into it. Every, I haven't well, tried it, but I don't. It, well, it was everybody was like, they were ordering the meatless Big Mac and getting like a junior chicken and then just taking the chicken out of the junior chicken and putting it in the meatless Big Mac. So they're like, this is Ooh. what people were doing? Yeah. This is yeah. Where do you see this? On Twitter? Yeah, it's on social medias and oh, whatnot. Okay. You know, see, McDonald's even media, has a so secret menu you can order from? Mcdonald's does? Yes. That if you say specific things, they will make it for you. Text it to my personal menu. phone. <laughs> okay. I wanna... I'll send you the link to that story. There's a secret <laughs> menu. Keep them rolling on Texty. Kyle and Swift Current. I hate country music like Eric Francis hates <laughs> trade rumors. Okay. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm not a big country guy. Like I... I. That's fair. If Dirks Bentley walked by the studio, <laughs> I'd be like, I have no idea who that guy is. No. No idea. Good hockey guy. He's, okay, he great. Like I, I wouldn't like I Luke Bryan. I'd be like, I don't know who that oh, is. I was at Predator games. I sat with yeah. Dirks Bentley in a private box at a Nashville Predator. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a video from like, my daughter. Yeah, him saying, "Hey Kelly, I wish you were here right now." Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for being a big oh, fan. Such a good dad. Oh, I tried to be a good dad. Such when a good I can. dad. Yeah. Like I went to elementary school with Tim Hicks, who's like a Canadian country star. <laughs> I had no idea he was a Canadian country star up until like two years ago. And I went to elementary school with him. <laughs> I had no idea. No. I'm like, oh, wow, good Didn't for him. Up. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, because you're always talking about your sim too. Yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> you couldn't get a word in edgewise. And I went to high school with Dead Mouse. You know who that is? Yeah. The DJ. Yeah. With the helmet. Yeah. The mouse head. Joel Zimmerman. You just revealed Dead Mouse? Yeah. Joel, Joel Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Was that already out so there? He's a, yeah, he's oh, a multi-millionaire, okay, huge multi-millionaire <laughs> DJ dating supermodels, and I'm on AM radio in Calgary. Suck on that, Zimmerman. You need a helmet. I win. You need a helmet. I need a giant helmet for my yeah. giant head. All right, keep them rolling. Ian in Calgary. I hate tying my shoes in the morning like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. Like is, <laughs> is it time for full-time Crocs? Sketchers. Yeah. Go That's kind of giving up. Sketchers. That's yeah. giving up. I feel like uh, if you're having a hard time tying your shoes, maybe you're a bigger gentleman. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, tying your shoes doesn't seem like one of the toughest things to do in life. I wouldn't think so, no. Bending down. I mean, no one likes it. Like, you don't wake no. up and go, oh, yeah. I'm going to do a double knot today. This is yeah. great. Like, with my shoes, like, it's already tied underneath, and I have it underneath the, the tongue. So yes. I don't ever you just have to slide them on. Just slide them on. I would say that's 90% of my shoes. Yeah. And I'm now at the age where I, I buy shoes based on, can I just slip these on? Yeah. yeah. No. Good for you. Yeah. Time is money. Even my dunks, yeah. <laughs> Colin from Calgary. I hate when your wife argues with you about trivial things and is always wrong but will never ever admit to being wrong and is mad at you for being right, even though you don't say anything or rub it in, like franchise hates trade rumors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think uh, I like Collins. All right. That's a good one. Where is he from? Colin. Uh, he's from, uh, where is it from? Colin from Calgary. Okay. I yeah. like that. Colin from Calgary. I think that's a clubhouse leader right now. Pretty good. He got a lot off his chest. Hey, there. Colin, you know how you can solve that problem? <laughs> Tell your wife you're going on a trip and to pack up all her stuff <laughs> and then leave her at the airport. Bye. Saying bye. <laughs> it's over. Keep Lloyd them rolling in Calgary. In. I hate the idea of having to go to an Oilers and Canucks game where John Cougar Mellencamp tunes are the only ones played and the concession stands only carry kale smoothies and Brussels sprouts like Eric Francis hates rumors. <laughs> okay. I like that too. That Ray and Air, Ray and Airdrie, I hate my ex-wife's new 25-year-old boyfriend like Eric hates trade rumors. Mm, that's, that's P.S. Deep. She's 47. Whoa. 
Ray. <laughs> Sorry about that. Ray's Sorry about that, Ray. Right yeah. yeah, I'm sure Ray's Chris- in his 40s, and now she definitely traded him in for a younger model. Yeah, he could definitely use a concert. But night. but again, uh, you and I were both 25 at one point, so was Patrick Dumas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you ever envision yourself dating a 47-year-old when you were 25? Mm-hmm. I would not when I was 25. No. And to be honest uh, with no, you, I, at this point in my life too, I would not envision myself dating 47-year-old. <laughs> which maybe isn't the best thing to say. Yeah, but I, still. I think there's tremendous merit in dating uh, a woman who's a lot older than you. I did yep. that in university. I thought, yeah. I'm, How was I'll, that I'll just experience? Leave it there. I'll just leave it yeah, I Positive or negative? Very positive. Okay. Yeah. You learned a few things? Well, they, they're, they're worldly. And yes, you're not. You're just a dumb... <laughs> yeah. Kid coming home from the bar. You're just the beefcake. Hey, Francis, <laughs> that's what you were back then? You were no, a big, you're... meaty sli- slice of beefcake. Yeah, it made me feel like I was used. Yeah. Well, you probably it's were. cool. Yeah. It's, a... <laughs> it's kind of awesome. <laughs> Got four more. Okay. Chris in Calgary, I hate people who wear a jersey from a different sport to a game like Francis hates trade rumors. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, you're, you're, rocking, you're rocking a Raptors shirt at a Calgary Flames game? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a little annoying. You do stand out when you NFL jerseys at CFL games is always kind of one that kind of messed mm. me up too. Interesting, but you, you're still going to football. I still football. I get it. This guy played in the CFL. Yeah, <laughs> but he, it's a real head scratcher when you you know Flames are playing Detroit and in walks a Flyers fan. Yeah, wearing like, a Flyers what jersey. What are you doing? Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, forget your two teams. Yeah, I rep my Flyers I forever. Is it a protest? Guy. It's almost like yeah. a protest jersey. It's true. This night would be better if this yeah. team was playing. Sean in YYC. I hate kimchi like Eric hates trade rumors. Okay. It's smelly. It's spicy. I get okay. that. You know, I've never had sushi in my life. Me neither. You know, I, I probably went the first 20 years of my life without it, and now there's, without question, it's a, my go-to meal. Okay. Like, so... There's a, there can be a turning point. I'd go to my friend with my friends to a sushi restaurant, and I'd order the teriyaki chicken every time. Yeah, because yeah. it was the only That's thing like that was kind of like normal, right? I go to Red Lobster and order the chicken. Yeah, or steak. <laughs> but those Red biscuits. Lobster? That's amazing. <laughs> Listen, I treat my ladies good, Francis. Yeah, <laughs> I wine and dine them, Francis. Oh, you are good. Kalen in Calgary. I hate Eric Francis negative, but True Flames takes that he always ends up being right. Unlike Eric Francis hates trade rumors. <laughs> There you go. There's your winner. Sorry. I like that one. You like that one? Who's that? That's Kalen. Okay, Kalen. Play it again. Negative but true. Kalen in Calgary. I hate Eric Francis negative but true flames takes that he always ends up being right unlike Eric Francis hates trade rumors. Okay, Kalen. Congratulations. According to the franchise, uh, you're going to see Kiss. (laughs) November 12, 2023. At Scotiabank Saddledome. Tickets go on sale in just over an hour, but uh, Kalen just won tickets to see uh, Kiss. Uh, I've been teasing this story all morning. Um, Don't make plans for Valentine's Day 2046, uh, (laughs) gentlemen. I know um, that's that's 23 years in advance, and maybe you have time to plan out, because according to NASA, they've spotted a, quote, city-destroying asteroid that's on course to possibly destroy Los Angeles, D.C., Hawaii, or anything pretty much from the Pacific to the Indian Ocean. We're in that range too. And Whoa. apparently it is the <laughs> it is a it is very similar to the one that hit Siberia 114 years ago. Oh, I remember that one. Which complete yeah, it was it was tough. What one, a day. Which eviscerated a city and knocked over <laughs> 80 million trees. Mm, yes, I know that one. Yeah. So apparently in 2020 uh 2046, this asteroid the size of the Leaning Tower of Pisa 
is supposed to slam into Earth and potentially could hit the city of Calgary. I think uh, it's time that the movie Armageddon becomes real. Yeah. And now, apparently, according to an Italian astronomer earlier this month, apparently we have about a 1 in 2,000 chance of an asteroid hitting us. Actually, the numbers have increased. Now they're 1 in 560. Really? What, Wicked. What, why? How did they increase? What? Because apparently the amount of uh, space rocks that are in space right now that could potentially could hit us. How are there more space rocks? Oh, they're just coming by, you know? Like, like it's just like, they were over the years, more are moving towards our area over yeah. time. You're it, full of crap. No, that's what you're talking about. Really? That's what took out moves. the dinosaurs, an asteroid, in the Yucatan Peninsula. Mm-hmm. That's what killed the dinosaurs. Yep. Did you know that? The full no. crater is underwater. You can't see it. Yes. It's underwater. And apparently the asteroid impact was so loud, I don't know how they know this, you could hear the impact around the entire world. Isn't that fascinating? But 2046 for Valentine's Day, don't worry, honey. We're just going to die in a fiery hey. asteroid death. We're going to... Oh. So you don't have to do any plans. You know, to be honest, I'd rather hear about the Sim 2 driver. Okay, you're right. When you um, but it. sorry, but 23 years left. Maybe you have plenty of time to build a bunker. Hey, you can stock it full of ranch and mayonnaise, Francis. You'll be fine. <laughs> With the Chipotle. With the yeah. Chipotle. I think that's a good out for Tiger Woods. Hey, why don't you go pack up? We're going to go in the bomb shelter and just leave her in the bomb shelter just and go to a separate. Yeah, yeah, close the door and go to a separate bomb yeah. shelter. Oh and then you got a good God. breakup, a clean breakup. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank Thanks you for, for jumping me. in for two yeah, hours. I appreciate it. It man. just this shot by. Um, you got Big Show Mucho, yes, Big I Show do. Plus, Big Show More, Big Show Extra. What do you got on tap? Got uh, Andrew Hustler-Patterson going to talk about Winnipeg, see what's going on with the Jets, and then Annie O'Donnell, Sports on OD podcast, covering the Anaheim Ducks. Cool. She's big on the Ducks as well. Uh, it is a Ducks uh, visit the Flames tonight. It's a Flames game mm-hmm. day. We'll break down this game and the game against the Senators on Monday. We'll talk to you then. Bye.